Pokemon Corner. We are a video cast slash podcast dedicated to bringing you the best Pokemon related topics. I am your host, Nice1983. And I'm your co-host, Mario After Party. And guys, it's been exactly one week since the release of Pokemon Go, and it's already taken America by storm and other parts of the world by storm. People are outside in droves trying to catch them all. In some ways, it's almost like a return to 1998, minus the boy bands and Britney Spears. The Pokemon craze is in full effect. Today, we are going to give our impressions on Pokemon Go. Also, a new Japanese trailer was released for Pokemon Sun and Moon. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a quick fire discussion on the Pokemon Sun and Moon information that was released. And then we're just going to dive right in to our Pokemon Go discussion. So I guess this kind of might have got lost in the shuffle of Pokemon Go. But on the same day that Pokemon Go was released, the Pokemon Company released... uh, information on a new Pokemon in, in trailer form, and it was for Salandit. Uh, it's this little, uh, looks kind of like a salamander if you fused it with the devil. Uh, it's the scariest looking Pokemon I've ever seen. It's, it's literally this nasty, vicious lizard. So it's poison fire type, uh, and here's his description. Salandit emits toxic gas together with flames from the base of its tail. This poisonous gas has a sweet smell, and anyone who unknowingly breathes it in will become dizzy. Salandit is not a very powerful Pokemon, but its cunning nature allows it to battle fiercely by throwing opponents off battle. Salandit females not only release toxic gases, but they can also emit pheromones to attract males of all species, including Pokemon and humans. Inhaling the pheromones may cause opponents to be controlled by Sandalit's will. And the last piece of this description is sound it has the corrosion ability, a new ability that no other Pokemon has possessed before. With the corrosion ability, it becomes possible to inflict poison status condition even on steel and poison type Pokemon. That's, again, when we talk about Pokemon Sun and Moon, it's almost more interesting to find out about the new abilities more than it is to find out about the new Pokemon. Because being able to poison steel types, meta game breaking right there. Again, like this whole new game has been designed to destroy the meta and build a new meta. I just feel like all the new Pokemon they're adding are OP and it's going to make the game like you got to have the Sun and Moon Pokemon if you want to be competitive. But we'll see if that really happens. But the Uh, new abilities are definitely very, very strong. Uh, I've been thinking the same thing. Is like, how are the previous 798 Pokemon going to stack up to these new these new Pokemon? Uh, so that's the first Pokemon that was unveiled. We got two new ones uh, unveiled this week. Uh, they were leaked through Koto Koto Comics, and then right afterwards, the Pokemon Company Japan released a new trailer. By the way, I got to say, this is one of the best Pokemon trailers I've ever seen. Uh but I almost feel like they got mixed up and made the trailer for Pokemon Go and not a trailer for Pokemon Sun and Moon. So the first Pokemon revealed in this Japanese trailer is Mimikyu. It's a ghost fairy type. Okay, Mimikyu hates sunlight, preferring dark places. It is rumored that the cloth covering its body is a strategy to avoid the sun. Don't try to remove the cloth. It is said that those that do become afflicted with an illness. I still I still think it looks like a retarded Pikachu. Um, well, if you look at the name, it's called Mimikyu. 
because it's probably going to mimic you or mimic the Pokemon that it is um, or imitating um, or if it's possessing an old like worn out Pikachu stuffed animal because it is a ghost type so it could be able to possess things too and, and mimic them so whatever is underneath that cloth we don't really know we'll probably find out as it evolves the true form of Mimikyu but in the beginning you know he's mimicking like what looks to be like a dead Pikachu <laughs> it makes me wonder if you know remember the in Pokemon uh, X and Y the uh, the butterfly uh, that had all the different color variation wing patterns like each each region got its own uh, wing variation for the color I can't remember I think it's Pavilion Vivion Vivion, yeah, uh, that Pokemon. I'm wondering if this Pokemon is the same where you can get different dead Pokemon skin to cover its body. Uh, so it doesn't have to just look like melting Pikachu. It could look like a melting Bulbasaur or whatnot. It looks cool. Uh, I it, it, it does really appear to be one of those Pokemon that evolve. So kind of cool. Then we got one more Pokemon from this trailer. Uh, guys, I don't speak Japanese, so bear with me on this name. Kitude Guma. It's a normal fighting type and has the ability of Fluffy or Klutz. Uh, and it's, here's the description, guys. People in Alola are scared of Kiterugama to the point of having warning signs about it. It's really strong and can break anything in two. It likes to hug its trainers, but it's... Bleh. It likes to hug its trainers, but is strong. Raising one puts your life in danger. Again, the running theme of Pokemon Sun and Moon is if the Pokemon is remotely cute, it is dangerous to the human touch. It appears that way. The new Pokemon that they've released are all kind of creepy. You know, you've got Mimikyu, who you can't take his cloth off or you're going to get some horrible illness. And then you have this little pink and black bear that is so strong, he will probably kill you on accident, even if he loves you. So that's pretty creepy. <laughs> All right. So those are the new Pokemon that were unveiled. And now we're just going to go ahead and quick fire the rest of the things that we saw in this trailer. The return of Pokemon Ami, or Pokemon Ami. Uh, I use this feature a little bit in X and Y, but... It, 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 it kind of became like, it, I kind of threw it in the backseat because super training was a lot more uh, useful than Pokemon Ami. It's only useful if you're trying to evolve Pokemon that like need love to evolve. Uh, we also saw new ways to ride Pokemon. Uh, they show this off in multiple ways uh, with a Lapras, a Sharpedo, and a Tauros. Uh, then we see the trainer striking this odd pose and, you know, busting one of these, but he's not wearing a Mega Bracelet. And if it looks like anything to me, it looks like a Synergy Stone from Pokemon Tournament. So it makes me wonder if this is the game that makes uh, Synergy canon instead of just being part of a uh, Pokemon Tournament. So, or it just could be Mega Evolution. Like, we don't know yet. They're not, you know, the Pokemon company's being really quiet on it, but they're damn sure going to... They're going to show it to us, but they're not going to tell us what it is. So, I hate when they do stuff like that, but I guess it kind of builds anticipation. 
All right, guys, so those are our quick fire thoughts on Pokemon Sun and Moon. And now we're going to talk about Pokemon Go. Whew, we have had this game for a full week. Uh, a, an amazing, an am <laughs> it's been an amazing week, though. Um, so what we're going to do real quick, before we go ahead and give you our thoughts on the game, we're going to run through our personal stats, where we are, what team we're on, all that goodness. So I am on Team Instinct which is Team Yellow. Uh, I am currently at level 17. Uh, the Pokemon I have seen, let me go ahead and pull that up right quick. I have seen 79. I have caught 79 Pokemon. I have seen 81. I am currently the gym leader of one gym. I just lost a gym during the recording of this episode. So that's how quickly gyms change in this game. Uh, my strongest Pokemon is a Vaporeon, and it is at level... Sorry, guys, I got to pull this info up real quick. 1432 CP. Uh, my second strongest is my Snorlax at 1290. I have been a... The longest time I held a gym was for 57 hours. Uh, and that was a level 7 gym. It it stood. That's the longest standing gym I've had, so that was pretty cool. After party. Hit us up with the stats, baby. All right, so I'm, I'm Team Instinct as well. Um, you know, it's funny because when we both started playing this game, we didn't realize that you can't change your team. And we didn't talk about what teams we were going to pick beforehand. So I'm just, I'm glad that we were both Team Yellow because, uh, if, you know, if we had d decided on different teams, it would, it would be heartbreaking. But we're both Team Instinct, so that's good. Um, so I'm level 18 right now. Uh, caught 67, seen 69. Uh, I'm a little behind you in that department. Um, the longest I ever held a gym was, it was a little over 24 hours, maybe like 30 hours, but that's because it was day one and uh, there just weren't that many people taking over gyms yet. Um, currently, I have one gym. Um, I think the most I've ever held was five. And my strongest Pokemon right now, I got two that are pretty close uh, in CP. I got a 1422 Executor and a 1412 Flareon. So those are my stats for Pokemon Go as of week one. Nice, nice. All right, guys. So we're going to get into this game as thoroughly as we can. Uh, the first thing we should just go ahead and say is that this game is a phenomenon. In seven days... This game has made over $14 million. It has how many active users, man? It has 21 million active users, and that was as of yesterday. And since then, the game has been released in Germany and the United Kingdom. Um, and this game hasn't even come out in Japan yet. You know how pissed the Japanese must be? Because, let's face it, America broke Pokemon Go. When it came out here, the servers weren't working. Like, the gyms weren't working, and, you know, Niantic realized, well, we got to delay the release everywhere else. So the Japanese are probably like, God damn it, America! Because they still don't... <laughs> but the level of growth and success that this game has had is unprecedented. It's truly phenomenal. I know a lot of it has been built on the nostalgia from 20 years ago from when we all started playing, but... I couldn't even predict that it was going to be this successful. It's just been truly amazing. I don't think anybody could have predicted how successful this game is. Like to the point where even Niantic 
was they said that the game is several hundred times more successful than they initially thought it was. And I mean, let's be honest, like server errors aside, like this game must have like quadrupled their expectations. I mean, Ingress had a large player base. Ingress still has a very large player base. And it looks like Pokemon Go has beaten it by, by droves. I mean, and I understand why. I mean, it's a Pokemon game. At its core, it's a Pokemon game. But it's it's so vastly different from any other Pokemon game that I've ever experienced. Um, with the exception of one, if I have to compare it to a Pokemon game, I kind of compare it to Pokemon Snap. I've been calling it Pokemon Snap 2.0 um, just because mechanically it's sort of similar, especially in the way that you have the ability to take pictures. It's like they took the fun from Pokemon Snap on the N64 and gave it a shot of steroids and, you know, just let it loose on the world. But it's it's bad. I mean, there are so many, like, funny news stories and so many crazy things that happen within this game. Um, seriously, it has brought me and my fiancé closer together because, you know, she plays it with me. You know, when I go out, she comes with me and... You know, she loves catching Pokemon, and she loves stopping at Pokestops and tapping on all the items that we get. Like, it's it's fun, man. This game has actually made our relationship better, and I think we already had a pretty strong relationship to begin with. It is insane to see what this game has done uh, just in a week, but it's amazing how much fun I've had and how much fun I want to continue to have. Like, when I put this game down, all I want to do is pick it up, go back out, and, and catch more Pokemon. I honestly feel like Ash Ketchum every time I leave the house because I'm excited to find new Pokemon. I'm, I'm excited to catch Pokemon that I've already caught a couple hundred of. Well, you know, we were just having a, a conversation last time about how we both like to explore when we were talking about Zelda Breath of the Wild and, like, you know, for me, playing Xenoblade Chronicles X, um, which I have not played since Pokemon Go came out. And <laughs> I love Xenoblade X or Chronicles X. It's just I've been so addicted to Pokemon Go. I mean, I really feel bad because I have other things I need to do with my life. And I do not need to be playing Pokemon Go as much as I have. But it's addicting. And you feel that you're part of the game because the game is out there in the real world. You can't really sit at home and play this game, you won't be that successful. Um, even if you're lucky enough to have a lot of Pokemon that spawn um, in your house or in your backyard, you still, you got to get out there, go to Pokestops, gyms, find areas where different uh, types of Pokemon appear. And it makes you feel like you're part of this world for the first time. And I think that's why it's so successful. Interaction that has come from this game was really unexpected, but it it's really made the experience more better. Because I wholeheartedly agree. I know that a lot of people think cell phones are antisocial because you see people on their phones at dinner or on the subway or walking around um, town and they're not interacting with anybody else because they're on their phone. But Pokemon Go has totally flipped that on its head and now we're interacting with each other who saw what pokemon where so it's you know it's been really pretty amazing 
I wholeheartedly agree with you, man. I really do. The social interaction aspect of this game is something that I could not, for the life of me, predict. I know that was ultimately the goal with this game, but I could not imagine myself stopping, standing next to complete strangers, and and just sharing a moment with them. Like, a moment, and it might be, you, you know, most in the grand scheme of social interactions that you may have with people, it might not be the most in-depth interaction you have with a human being. But the fact of the matter is, is that on multiple occasions, every day actually, every day I've gone out to play this game, I have spoken to at least one trainer. The first time I did it was at a gym that we, you know, myself and a random trainer, we went and conquered that gym together. Even though we were on opposing teams, we, we both saw the the necessity to conquer a gym together. And then, you know, one of us was going to take it, whichever one of us had a stronger Pokemon. We knew that, but we saw the benefit in working together. Ultimately, I took that gym because I just had the more powerful Pokemon at the time. But, you know, if you've played this game, you know that gyms don't stand very long. But still, I mean, the, everywhere. And it's not just the social interaction. It is, I have gone places. I have lived in Tampa for, since 2004. That is 12 years of my life I've lived in this, in this, in this city. And I've been to places I've never been to before. Or I've been to places that I've been to before and seen them in a completely different way. Uh, there's a huge club district down here. And I used to be a club head. I used to go out to this to this area all the time. Never once in my life had I gone there during the daytime. I went during the daytime, and I saw that part of the city in a completely new light. Uh, I, I learned some history about that part of the city. It's one of the oldest places in Tampa, you know. It is. It was amazing to 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 be there to see it in a new light. I just that I, I found a 9/11 memorial that we have here that was a poke stop. I went to a Vietnam memorial uh, that was also a poke stop. And while I was there, I, you know, I didn't just play the game. I took in the sights. I saw my world. I've seen places that I have been to that I wouldn't go to, that I would just pass in my normal life. And I went there and I took the time to appreciate those places. Never have I done that. Never did I even know that some of these places were there. And I went there and I had these interactions. I got to interact with the environment. I got to talk to people there who are also playing the game, which inevitably led to people who didn't know about the game asking what we were doing. Then we talked to them about the game and they're like, that sounds fun. Then they would download the game in front of us and also play the game and also experience their world in a new light. This game has changed my immediate worldview, not like my entire worldview, but the worldview that I have in my immediate area. Never yeah. did I think a Pokemon game could do that. I'm with you. I've I've visited places I didn't know existed either, and um, right now I'm I'm still kind of in a rural area, um, and it's it's been a little bit more difficult to play the game um, than if you're you know in a big city like where you know because you're in Tampa right now, but um, but yeah, there's, there's been a lot of, um, interesting places that I've gone to that I didn't know existed. And, uh, you know, back to the, the social interaction, I mean, what would you say has been your most positive and 
your most negative experiences so far socially with the game or, or have you had any like crazy stories that you want to tell? Cause I, I always find those to be the most interesting news stories are, are people's um, social interaction okay. with the game. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, I think the best social interaction I had was, you know, in Ebor, uh, which like I said, it's one of the most historic places in Tampa. Uh, I usually only went there at night, went there during the day. Uh, it was amazing to see how many trainers were out during that time. There were so many of us. It was only like day three with the game, and there were hundreds of people walking down the street, catching Pokemon, stopping at all the Pokestops. Uh, as I was walking, I saw a, a young man across the street, definitely in his late teens, early 20s, and he was moving quite fast. I was like, what do you see? Because obviously something had popped up on his radar that hadn't popped up on mine. And he says, there's a Bulbasaur here somewhere. And I'm like, oh, snap. So I went, you know, me and my girlfriend, we went over to the, uh, you know, we, we ran across the street to where he was. And the three of us together went searching for that Bulbasaur. Uh, ultimately, we found it together. We all caught it. We were all high-fiving, hell yeah. And that was awesome. Uh, another similar incident was in Brandon. I found a park that I had never heard of before and there was a Pikachu there and a group of five other people also knew, you know, had realized that there was a Pikachu there. So we all went and looked for it together. The funniest thing was, is that I had just leveled up to 12. So I had just gotten the great balls. And while everybody else was struggling to catch their Pikachu, I just said, Bloop, caught it with, you know, just the one ball. But, you know, you know, I sat there, we talked for a minute. We all talked about which teams we were on. It was a great, moment it was just we were unified in that moment uh i think the most negative thing i had was is that there was a group of you know guys maybe in their early, late teens early 20s uh you know who just they were too cool for pokemon go despite the fact that one of them was currently playing it uh you know they kind of like poo-pooed on the game but i mean it was a group of three so of course statistically one in three people is going to be playing that game. And he had one of them was playing it. He was just trying to do it on the slide so that his friends couldn't notice. I mean, but you're going to have people like that. You, I mean, it, it's kind of comes with the stigma of playing video games in general. There are always going to be those kids, those adults who think they're too cool for video games. But I think the great thing about this is, is that this is the first time in my life that I've actively and openly noticed hundreds of other people playing a video game out in public. Uh, I think, you know, people still have this, there's still this stigma that video games are something that you play in your mom's basement. You know, I don't think that stigma has completely gone away yet, despite like, you know, the emergence of esports and, you know, FGC, people still give, give us this stigma that, oh, gamers, you must live at home with your mom in your basement. Uh, no, you know, I have a house and I play video games on the second floor on a 56 inch television, you know, with my fiance. That's how I play video games. But still, you know, I haven't had too many uh, bad interactions with anybody. I, actually, that's just that one, and it wasn't even that bad. So that being said, what about you, man? Well, I'll start off with my really one and, and only negative experience so far, which I was um, driving around at night. Um, it was probably like 9.30, 10 o'clock at night. And I was on a, a local uh, college campus here, and uh, 
there were two gyms there. So I wanted to go try to take the gyms. And then there was a poke stop there as well. And it was all like right pretty much in the same spot. So I drove up um, to, there's like a little uh, loop and parked my car so that I could start to, you know, hit, hit up the poke stop. And some, uh, you know, police officer who, who, not a real police officer because um, it's a resident. Well, yeah, it wasn't a public university. It was a private university. Um, so really, it's just more, it's not a real cop. It's like a glorified security officer. And he pulls up and he's like, and, and the funny thing is he knew what I was doing. So obviously, you know, he knows I'm not doing anything suspicious. And he's like, hey, this is a private university, so you need to leave because there's going to be no Pokemon in going on around here. And I was just like, wow, what a <laughs> Like, you know, and this guy was like ancient. He was probably like 65 years old. But I was like, all right, you know, and I left. Um, and it does kind of worry me that there's going to be some backlash for this game because as, as many positive things as we've had as far as our interactions with people, there are going to be those people uh, that, you know, hate the game or, or hate the, the um, effects of the game. And usually they're probably going to end up being older people who don't play the game. But, you know, I've heard of, of um, people getting upset that their neighborhoods are getting busier and that there's more cars driving around, um, you know, because people don't want a quiet neighborhood all of a sudden to become really busy and loud. And, and uh, I'm just hoping that um, Niantic tweaks some of the uh, Pokestops um, enough to um, make sure that the reactions from, from this game continue to be mostly positive. But, you know, I, I am a little bit worried with, with some of the backlash because there are some people who really don't want um, droves of Poke Hunters running around the areas that they live in. Um, but like I said, I've only had one negative experience so far. I've had m many more positive ones. Uh, the craziest story that I have is I was driving home from uh, Baton Rouge one night, and after I got outside of the city, like, I was driving, and I just I decided to turn my uh, Pokemon Go app back on, and I was like, well, let me just see what's around here. Um, and there was a, a gym and a Pokestop at a church that was, like, in the middle of nowhere. And so I pulled, I pulled over um, and pulled up to this church, and, I mean, it was like, there was a church, there was like forest and farmer's fields, and there was like no sign of civilization, and it was like 1130 at night. And so I'm trying to take this gym over, and somebody pulls up next to me at 1130 at night in the middle of nowhere, and they roll down their window, and they're just like, hey, bro, what team are you on? And I was like, oh, man, I'm Team Yellow. They're like, oh, so are we. And I was like... I don't know if I was more surprised that I met another team instinct because I rarely ever meet team instinct because, you know, most of the people that play this game decided to be either red or blue. But I was also surprised. I was like, it is like 1130 at night. What are you doing here? You know, <laughs> and they but they knew. And it's funny because they knew.
what I was doing too. They were like, what team are you on, bro? I'm like, yeah, I'm Team Instinct. They're like, yeah, let's take this gym. I'm like, yeah. So we took the gym and, um, you know, I talked to uh, the two guys that were in the other car for a little bit and we kind of shared some information. Um, I told them about the, the rewards because they didn't know about that either. Um, and I was like, make sure you collect on the rewards for the gyms. They're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you got you to gotta go to the shop and click on the shield icon. They're like, no way. I'm like, yeah, way. And so it was really, it was a fun, crazy moment. And uh, I hope I have many more positive moments with this game. But um, as far as social experiences, that's um, pretty much all I've got. Um, I know you wanted to, to talk about um, a couple things, um, you know, that you want to be implemented in the game. Yes, and we're going to do that. But what we're going to do first is we're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about things we want from the main series and a little bit more. So we'll be right back. And we are back. Nice one. Tell them about the things you want implemented in Pokemon Go in the future and the comparisons you have from the main series. All right. So what I want from the main series to come back to this game, I want tradition, more traditional battling. Not in the sense that I want it to be more RPG-ish, like, you know, the turn-based stuff. I, I, let's keep the turn-based stuff in the main series. I actually like battling in this game. But what I would like is there are, like I, like we said earlier, there are hundreds and hundreds of Pokemon trainers out and about. I would like to be able to battle them in a more traditional sense. Like I want to be able to go out, lock eyes with the trainer, and just say, let's battle, and just battle another trainer right then and there. Um, you know, that's just, it's always been a staple of the main series. You know, I would, you know, I'm not going to say something like trading because, you know, we know that we're getting trading. What we don't know is if we're going to get a more traditional uh, sense of battling. But I would totally love to walk out and about and battle with these random people because there's something about battling that always bonded you, you know, with the people that, that you meet when you play Pokemon. So let's bring that aspect to the game. Let's. Let's figure out how we can get that done. Uh, not not that battling gyms isn't fun, because battling gyms has actually become one of my favorite parts of the game. I prefer battling gyms more than I prefer catching all 150 Pokemon right now, because, you know, even though they did confirm that we will see more Pokemon in this game, they didn't tell us when. We don't have a timetable for when the Johto Pokemon are coming, or the Hoenn Pokemon, or the Sinnoh Pokemon. We don't know when these Pokemon are coming. So it is not my priority to necessarily catch all 151 right away. I want yeah. I want to battle. I've totally been farming Pokemon and trying to get um, the strongest versions of each kind that I can find. But, um, but, but yeah, back to what you said. Um, you know, I 
I want that too. And I really didn't think about that um, aspect of it because I kind of forgot um, about the trailer. You know, in the trailer, it looked like when you pass someone that your phone was going to kind of go off and you're going to be like, oh, you're playing too? Although these days, everybody's playing, so you probably don't even need that. But but yeah, I would really like to be able to battle somebody one-on-one um, individually. And uh, I know that they were talking about maybe putting out some sort of a leaderboard um, so where you could kind of see like um, how strong you are compared to other people. Leaderboard to be broken down even further to where you can compare yourself individually, but that you can also compare your team. Like, um, and, and not on a global sense, because I think that would be uh, too big, but like, let's say state by state, you, you know, you can be like, hey, you know, Team Instinct in, in Florida is, is holding it down right now. And, and you could be fighting for, you know, state pride. Like, yeah, well, Team Mystic, you know, over in uh, Georgia is uh, holding it down over there. So, you know, and, and things like that, because part of the camaraderie you have in this game is, is through the team that you're on. That's why there have been so many memes coming out and so many people like banding together to support what team that I think if, if you could have something like that, along with a, a leaderboard of individual players that you could somehow rank up by battling people on, uh, one-on-one and battling gyms, I think that would really like help complete the, the battle system. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree. As far as uh, comparing other things to the main series, um, it's, it's funny because it's, it's crazy how much of this game is Pokemon proper. Like, the whole thing about Pokemon is you're going out on an adventure. Um, you do that in this game. You really go out on an adventure, but it's you. So it's amazing, like, how they were able to really bridge the gap, so to speak, between the main series games and this game. Uh, the adventure aspect, which is probably, you know, the thing that hooked us all right away when we first started playing Pokemon, it's there. I mean, yeah, the story elements aren't there, but, you know, if we're being 100% honest and fair, Pokemon's story elements aren't really that great to begin with. I mean, you're kind of, you you get to build your own story. Um, that's something that this game does better than the main series does. Uh, something I would like to see from this game that gets implemented into the main series is the unions. So you have your team Valor, you have your team Instinct, and you have your team Mystic. And you can you can work with your team solely, or you can work with an opposing team to take down an opposing gym. That is actually a feature I think works phenomenally in this game. Uh, today, I conquered a gym with, uh, with a team red. And then it came down to which, which of us could take this gym in the end. Um, you know, we put in the work together, but at the end of the day, only one team is going to leave with that gym. Uh, ultimately, it was me, again, because I'm so competitive that, you know, you can take the gym, but if I beat your Pokemon, it's my gym now. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's what happened, you know. They put their Pokemon there first, and then I challenged the gym after they left. I, you know, it was like, it was nice to meet you. You know, it was fun taking this gym down together. Uh, I'm taking this gym now. 
and that's exactly what I did. One more thing I want to add about the gyms. Um, I really, you know, when you take over a gym, a little badge will appear on the Pokemon that you decided to leave in it. I really wish that when you clicked on that Pokemon, it would tell you what gym you left it at. Because when you start taking over multiple gyms, it's hard, like, you know, to remember when you when you get a Pokemon that comes back to you after it's been defeated, like, oh, where did I leave that Pokemon? You know, I forget what gym I put it at. And I, I hope that they add that because that's just a small change. Um, I've been trying to nickname my Pokemon. Like, if I have more than one of the same kind, if I have doubles or triples, I'll try to nickname them so I can keep them separate so I can remember, like, oh, I put, like, you know, this um, Vaporeon at this gym and then my Vaporeon, you know, if I nickname it like Vicky, I put this one at another gym so I can kind of keep track, but it would be easier if they added that to the game. Um, Almost definitely. And you, you do get a map of where you catch the Pokemon. So if you leave it at a gym, there should be another map right there. Um, something else I would like to come from the main, I want, I want this to go to the main series. Uh, and I think, you know, we've under, we, we haven't talked about this yet. The augmented reality function is really good in this game. Um, I have a very brand new phone. I have a Galaxy S7 with a great camera. Uh, I am taking phenomenal pictures. Like I said, this is kind of Pokemon Snap 2.0. I thought it was funny. The other day I went out looking for Pokemon, and in front of a puppy store I found a Growlithe. uh, And it was, I'm not kidding, I took a picture of a Growlithe in front of a puppy store. It was literally in front of the puppy store. I had to take this picture. Uh, if I was actually playing Pokemon Snap, you know you would have got double bonus points for taking the picture at that location because it was it was one of those moments. It was serendipity. Pure serendipity. And it was fun. But that's the function I like. You know, the 3DS has a bunch of cameras. Can we please implement some of that augmented reality? I mean, they've done it already. There is a Pokemon AR game on the 3DS. Uh, there are other little AR games on the 3DS. Let's open that camera up a little bit more. Let's use that camera to, to do stuff like this because it's become one of my favorite things. Like, I take a lot of joke pictures, you know. Oh, yeah. Your pictures have been way better than mine so far. I haven't had any, um, you know, serendipitous moments like that. But uh, I agree with you. It would be nice to utilize the 3DS uh, better. I didn't really think of that. That's actually a good idea. Um, another thing I would like to borrow from, I know we've already talked about it before, um, you know, with the whole pocket tournament thing, um, borrowing the the way that you can dress your avatar. Customization. Really, yeah, customization. I don't need to customize my character that much, but I would like to change its clothing and its hair um, you know, maybe it's headgear a little bit. It doesn't need to be quite as in-depth as it is on Pocket Tournament, but it would be nice if they came out with an update that lets you pick a few more clothes um, or, or maybe even earn them um, as a reward for, you know, because if you look at your, um, when you click on your character and you scroll down and look at the badges that you've earned, maybe if you earn a badge, like, uh, a silver badge or a gold badge in something, maybe that could unlock uh, an, an item for your avatar. It's just something to think about. Oh yeah, most definitely. I would totally love to customize my avatar a little bit more. I 
it, it just seems pretty barren, especially after a game like Pokemon Tournament, where you have so you have an overabundance of character customization in that game. Um, it's it almost seems like a misstep for them to hold it back in uh, Pokemon Go. I understand that it might take up a lot of assets, you know. And you sorry to interrupt you. I just want to say I don't think you can ever have an overabundance of customization. Not possible. <laughs> Yeah, man, but I definitely want my character to be more of a representation of myself. Um, I think I think that's something all gamers want at the end of the day is to really relate to their avatar a lot more, especially since this game takes great strides in making sure that you are physically part of the world. It, you know, that's the point of the game is it, you become part of the Pokemon world for the for really the first time in 20 years you're part of this world you're not playing a video game you're you're in a video game you are part of the game is an extension of yourself why wouldn't you open up the customization just a little bit more let's just you know fingers crossed that it comes in an update because I really could get into that a lot more if I felt more of a connection with my avatar that being said though you know I really like everything that comes with this game. I love the badges. I love uh, the, the badges, which basically work function as trophies. Like, you know, the, the awesome functionality in this game. I mean, it's, it's weird. Yeah. It does some, it does things better than the main series and, you know, and vice versa. The main series does things better than this game does as well, but it's almost, you know, in our first episode of the splash zones, you said that this game would be like a branch on a tree an extension of the main series. Now that this game is out, that statement, it, it's truer than, than, than I think you even meant it to be. Like, it really is a different branch on the Pokemon tree, and it, it's, it's fun. It's just as fun. Like, I honestly just want to keep going out. I want to be, you know, I want to be part of my world more. I have spent very little time at home since this game has come out just because I'm seeing my world in a new way. And that's cool. That's so cool to me. I just, you never would have thought that, that in 2016, your phone was actually the device that bridges the gap between you and other people. The game, a game, a video game that unites all of us in some weird common goal. Um, Another feature I want implemented, it's one that we know is coming, but I really want to see raids. I want to know what these raid events are all about, man. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to, to just do that. I want to, especially, I hope they're team-specific raids. I want, like, for some reason, Team Yellow, Team Instinct, that we all have to go out to, like, a very specific location in our cities and just bombard, like, a you know a team red or a team blue gym or you know it's funny because you know i literally want to get on twitter every day and put out an open call to all the team yellows who live in tampa and let's go raid gyms together and conquer them um but it's still fun man i like i have gone to so many places i went to downtown disney uh that was an experience uh downtown disney is already always crowded it's always crowded it was twice as crowded, and I have never seen so many Poke Lures in one area. Poke, uh, Downtown Disney has over 100 Poke Stops, and every one of them had a lure. And, you know, 
at first, you know, I didn't even notice the other players because downtown Disney is always crowded. But as I was at a poke stop, you know, collecting some balls and some potions and, you know, using, you know, the lures to my advantage to catch like 42 Magikarp that day, I looked around and I just saw hundreds of people next to me playing the game, talking, people that wouldn't talk. They wouldn't talk to okay. each other. They're what they weren't. Exactly. You know, they're, because no matter what, there is, a, there is a divide. There's a divide in any country, you know, be it, you know, race, religion, creed, whatever. There's always a divide. Um, this, game, there, this game removes that. It removes the divides, and for a brief moment, you're just people playing together. Pokemon Go is truly a defining moment in our generation. And I know that sounds like a really big statement to make, but it really is. And most of the people that I see playing this game are somewhere in between the ages of, I would say, 16 and 36. Because usually it's, it's people in their 20s, people who are um, you know, old enough to remember what it was like when red and blue came out or gold and silver people who were part of gen one or gen two. And, you know, I really haven't seen a lot of, um, little kids playing, you know, because if I have, I've seen them playing with their parents. Right. Because, you know, there, there aren't that many like 10 year olds with smartphones. They just, and, and I know that I, I've seen a few older people playing, although, um, because I know some of some people's gamer tags have been like, you know, like Kyle nineteen sixty eight. So I'm like, okay, well I know there's some older people taking taking these gyms, but uh <laughs> but it, but you know, most of the people, the majority of that twenty one million and counting active user base are people that are our age. They're in their twenties or maybe, you know, they're early to mid thirties. That's they're people that are um in this generation and uh, and you're right. Like, regardless of, um, you know, your your uh, background, it's bringing together a lot of people who wouldn't normally talk to each other, and and that's a good thing. Ultimately, it was the goal. That was the goal when Niantic, you know, had their meetings with the. Po it's always been the goal of Pokemon to bring people together. Uh, Niantic has said has said it on many occasions is that. The goal of this game was to bring people together in the same way that the main series brings people together. In, but it's actually gone further. It's because it's this real world play. It 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 it, it does it in a far more successful way, uh, and it, it's so cool. It's so cool to see. Uh, and it's the one thing I just really can't get over. All the all these all these good things we've had to say about the game as far as play the gameplay elements that are in this game that are, that are implemented so well the thing that is most intriguing to me is the social interactions because gamers don't really socially interact with one another anymore especially as we veer more towards online gaming where you don't you know when Mario after party and i were growing up if you wanted to play a game together you had to be together you had to be in the room you had to be sitting side by side 
you know, on on one television screen that that was split, you know, four ways. And you know, damn it, if you had a small TV and you were trying to play Mario Kart. One interesting thing about this game is that because it's probably the first um, mainstream augmented reality game, you know, you're you're seeing the difference now between augmented reality and virtual reality comparing them as being very similar to each other but you look at augmented reality and it is a very social experience it's bringing people together is you know in the way pokemon is because you're interacting with the world around you virtual reality is the complete opposite of that virtual reality is a very individual experience you're you're locked into a headset and you are in your own world that you're not sharing with anybody else so as these technologies begin to develop further, we're seeing that there is a big difference between virtual reality and augmented reality just in the social aspect alone. Yeah, that's 100% true. You're right. Uh, and it, it, it actually broadens the... I think, I think Pokemon Go broadens the, the scope of augmented reality as well, uh, specifically Pokestops. Uh, because now, you know, other augmented reality experiences were limited to also to a specific location. Uh, but now you're broadening the scope by making it multiple locations. And you're not just interacting with the environment, but you're interacting with people. So the scope of augmented reality has been exponentially increased. It's such a good, it's a good thing for gaming right now. It's, it, it really is. It's, I can't think of a of a real negative here i mean i know there are negatives like let's be honest in the f seven days that this game has been out we've already had stories of you know the teenage girl who found the dead body and you know the boys that were using poke lures to rob people at gunpoint yes there is there, there can be negatives and drawbacks to this augmented reality but i mean those stores are kind of far and few. Uh, but And that's what people are... The media is going to focus on those stories because they're the most interesting to read, but, you know, most of people's interactions with this game have been positive, and I really hope that it continues to be positive. I hope that there's not a lot of backlash. I hope that Niantic does um, tweak, you know, one or two of the Pokestops or gyms just so that irritated that there's droves of um, poke collectors trying to, you know, go in areas that might not be um, friendly with with having the uh, the population of that area increase dramatically. For well, they're already kind of working on that with the sponsored Pokemon Pokestops, which is nice. Or like, you know, companies who want to be Pokestops can pay Niantic, you know, a fee. And then they get put on, you know, the map for Pokestops. That's right. a really, that's a really good idea because things like that also increase the safety of that. Because if the poke, if the yes, poke, that's, that's exactly, if the Pokestops are in a more uh, populated area, something, mm -hmm. something's yeah. less likely to go down, especially if there are lots of witnesses. Don't, don't get me wrong. Um, I love the fact that you can explore remote areas with this game. There is a gym. Um, that is along the river uh, near where I live. 
but you can't see it by going over the bridge because it's just out of range. You actually have to drive down to the river and drive along the river for about a mile before you can get to this game. It's kind of in a remote area, but I like that. It's, you know, I like that there are some Pokestops and some gyms that are kind of out of the way. And, and I'm, that's, I'm not trying to say that Niantic should, um, you know, take, take out those kind of Pokestops and gyms. I'm just, I'm just talking about more, you know, the ones that um, are irritating people, um, you know, who I know there was a, a story of someone who had a Pokestop at that his house was a Pokestop because he had um, bought a property that was a church and, and turned it into a house. And, and, you know, things like that will be worked out eventually. Um, but I... I really do like the the exploration aspect of this game, so yeah. so I just want to clarify that. I agree. Uh, I have had a few Pokestops that are pretty questionable, like a few back alley Pokestops, um, because there were because there were murals painted on them. About the one at, at the factory. Oh yeah, there's one at the Yingling factory here in Tampa, uh, where I have been repeatedly told to leave because I keep going taking over the gym. And uh, been told, you know, if you're not here for a tour of the of the facility, you cannot be on the premises. Uh, you know, great. Th- thankfully, they've been nice enough to let me take the gym. You know, you know, they're like, I'm like, can I please just take the gym, and then I'll go. They're like, sure. Uh, I had the sneaking suspicion it's because it's their gym, and they're just gonna take it back after I leave. But they, you yeah, know, they're but using- tell about the fact that you saw it taken after hours, after it was already closed, which means someone had to break yeah. in there. Yeah, that's that's also true. Somebody like so I lost that gym at around two o'clock in the morning yesterday, or well, I guess this morning, two o'clock, two a.m. And I'm like, wait a minute, I just checked this gym and I had it, and now I don't. Somebody literally went onto into the facility, and took my gym late at night. And I'm really hoping it was a security guard and not like some punk kid. Um, but that being said, it's it's been. It's been fun. I mean, there haven't been too many bad locations for me. Just, just you know, the the one or two bad poke stops. Um, but that being said, I, go ahead. So I will say this: uh, the difference, since I'm living in a rural area and you're living in a more urban area, it is more difficult to catch rare Pokemon in an urban area. You don't quite have the same system of Reddit pages that everyone's going to come out and say, "Hey, go to this location," and also. I have driven um, through neighborhoods, um, and I've oh I've, I walked through through a neighborhood for over an hour with incense and everything, and I, and I would get maybe a Pokemon every five or six minutes that would spawn, and uh, I just there just weren't any rare Pokemon there. There, you know, weren't very many Pokemon in general, and I know that um, a lot of Pokemon will appear at locations like parks or. Um, you know, near like big uh, shopping centers or, but I have, because I live in a rural area, I'm driving through a lot of rural parts and sometimes I just don't see very many Pokemon there. And it would be nice to have Pokemon added in those places that are a little more remote just because it makes it a lot easier for me to find them if, if they do that. Yeah, most definitely. All right, so here's the big question. This is a question that 
has been kind of resting in my mind since about day three. Does Pokemon Go diminish your want for Pokemon Sun and Moon? Like, does this take away from the main series in your mind in any way, shape, or form? Not as, I, like, you know, the main series is going to sell regardless, but is your excitement level for Pokemon Sun and Moon, has it diminished at all? Um, okay, short answer, no. But long answer, I feel like it's hard to say when the game's only been out for a week because right now the hysteria um, and everything surrounding this game is still going to be really high for the next couple weeks. But as we start to get into November and we get closer to the Pokemon Sun and Moon release date, I think we won't be quite as addicted to Pokemon Go. We're still going to be playing it, but you know our level of interest in Pokemon Go will start to um, die down a little bit. That isn't the, until they release more Pokemon. Well, yeah, but you know I think that... Pokemon Go will have a long like lifespan. I think it does have uh, the potential for pretty good longevity, but we're not going to be as crazy about it. Um, you know, the longer it gets, you know, the longer we we've been playing the game. It just we're st I'm I know I'm still going to be playing this game uh, pretty frequently, uh, but as we get into November, I think I'm going to start to really anticipate sun and moon more it's hard to, to answer that question now because right now the only thing on my mind is pokemon go i don't want to do anything else i'm not interested in anything else but i know that after a month of this game it's going to be different i'm not going to be as you know crazy and addicted to this game at the moment you know i'm really not thinking about sun and moon but i know that when when it starts to get closer to the release date i'm going to be really anticipating it just like I was before Pokemon Go came out um, and even when they released these new Pokemon you know we, the two Pokemon we talked about today were um, you know they, they it always builds my excitement when they give us those little bits of information so as of right now I'm gonna say that um, as we get closer to the release date of Sun and Moon it's we're still gonna be just as interested in it all right my answer is a little bit different. I actually think it does diminish my my uh, expectations for Pokemon Sun and Moon. It, it does. There's there are things that this game does so extraordinarily well. Uh, you know the get up and go aspect of the game, um, the being actually part of the Pokemon world. Uh, that's something that the main series can't really replicate, and it's probably the most interesting function of Pokemon Go. Uh, so knowing that that function isn't going to be really there in Pokemon Sun and Moon, it does diminish it. You know, no, it's 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 not like it's tremendously diminished, but yeah, there's th I, my, the way I feel about Pokemon Sun and Moon, the excitement level isn't quite as high as before. Uh, that, and I think, you know, it might apply to the rest of the world in the same kind of way. Uh, three new Pokemon came out. Uh, within from the time they released this game. They have a three new Pokemon, and I feel like people aren't talking about it the way they were talking about, you know, Pokemon Sun and Moon last month. Seriously, three new Pokemon, and the excitement level for them hasn't been as high. It hasn't, you know, I check a lot of, you know, Nintendo-based media, and almost every headline is Pokemon Sun and Moon. I actually had to dig for the information on the Pokemon to do this episode, so it just goes to show you, like, 
like they they release this game and it is the it is the focus and it's really hard for yeah. Pokemon Sun and Moon to get a word in edgewise. That's true. Um, you know, and I've thought about well, am I gonna be able to enjoy Sun and Moon the same way now that I'm I'm playing Pokemon Go? I'm thinking because you know, catching Pokemon in real life is more fun than catching it in a game, right? But when when I when I started to think about the pros and cons of, of each game, I was thinking, you know, um, the area that you get to explore in Sun and Moon is is going to be, you're, you get to go to the dangerous volcano locations and, and you know, sail in, in the ocean and, and you get to do things in the game that you, you really can't do in real life. And traveling to very diverse regions is a lot faster in the game than it is in real life. Yeah. So even though even though I like catching Pokemon in real life better than I like catching them in the game, it is easier to catch them in the game than it is in real life. And the battling aspect is still going to be better in the game. So as much as I love Pokemon Go, and I think that Pokemon Go does um, quite a few things better than the main series does, there's still going to be things that the main series is always going to have over it. It's just, it's it's like, um, there's just pros and cons for, for each game. Very well said. All right, man. It's you know what time it is. It's time for these closing thoughts. I'm going to take the lead on this one. Uh, Pokemon Go is more than a game. It is a phenomenon, sort of like, Pokemon is itself. Uh, this is literally like being transported back to, you know, to 1998 here in the States. Uh, I remember what it was like when it first came out, uh, and the excitement level is the same. Uh, back then, we were playing it on Game Boys. Now we're playing it on smartphones. Um, but what the thing that hasn't changed is that Pokemon is very much a socially interactive game. It's always been from the onset. Uh, this game goes to even greater lengths to to bring that out. And I think it succeeds uh, in ways that the original series didn't. Uh, it surpassed my expectations of what I thought it would be. Uh, I have not been let down by this game aside from server issues. Um, and those have been mostly rectified. They've done a great job of, you know, getting this game back on track. Uh, it's It's been a great game and I, I look forward to the expansions that they're going to do to this game. I look forward to searching my region and, you know, going to other regions, you know, going to like Georgia, seeing what I find in Georgia, you know, maybe taking a trip to, to Louisiana and, you know, seeing what I see there, just getting out and about. Like, that's what this game does so well. And uh, I look forward to more social interaction with people. I, I want to talk to more trainers. And I think that's the thing that I've taken away from this is that I have interacted with people in a, on a new level in ways that I never have before. And, you know, that's that's what I'm taking away from this game is that I might not be making new friends off of this game, but I'm definitely making new acquaintances. So that's been definitely cool. What about you, bro? Um, I think that was really well said. I I don't have too much more to add to it. Um, I would say, though, that, you know, um, I really hope that they also kind of tweak the uh, 
the areas that you can find certain Pokemon in. Because I know when you play the when you play the the main series, if you are fishing or if you're out in the water, you're only going to catch water Pokemon. But here, when I go down to the river, I'm still catching Pidgeys and Matatas, and it is kind of frustrating. Um, you know, so as as much as Pokemon Go is is a phenomenon, there does need to be some improvements made to the game. And I think when we revisit this um, a week or two, or, or maybe at the one-month mark, uh, we're definitely going to have a, a much more clear picture of where this game is headed and how long the phenomenon is going to last. Very well put. All right, guys. Let's hit you up with these social media links, and then we're going to be out of here and... So, you can always hit us up on Twitter at NiceOne983 and at MarioAfterParty. You can email us at thesplatzones at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash NiceOne983GameCollecting. Don't forget to check out the website, NiceOne983.wix.com slash GameCollecting. If you're a fan of the Splat Zones, you can always download new episodes on iTunes and Google Play Music. You can stream new episodes on Stitcher Radio. And if you like the video version, watch us here on YouTube. You know, we try to give you every way possible to enjoy this show. And one last thing, guys. If you enjoy the music that we play in these shows, go ahead and check out GameChops.com or search GameChops on YouTube, and you can find all the fantastic video game remixes that they go ahead and create for us. That's it for this episode, guys. My After Party, what do you got to say? Guys, be the best like no one ever was. And as always, stay fresh. Stay fresh. Deuces.